Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, and I'm very delighted to have in studio with me today, Joe Wiles. And Joe has done so many things in ministry in his lifetime. Uh, Joe, I don't see how you've lived long enough to accomplish what you have. (laughs) Thank you, sir, for being my guest today. I really appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I really appreciate it. And there's a lot of ground we want to cover. You have pastored the church. Uh, in fact, you're currently pastoring University Heights Baptist Church. You served as what was called Baptist Union, uh, Baptist Student Union Director at Tennessee Tech for a lot of years. Uh, you've uh, missions uh, work at the Stone Association and a lot of ground to cover. The Lord has used you in a lot of ways. But uh, and I appreciate that He's using you to be on our show today. Thank you so much. I want uh, Joe. What I'd like to do initially is like for our audience to maybe, and I know a lot of folks listening know you already, know of you, and some know you personally. But let's go back in time to, you know, how you were raised, a church family, and when you were when you decided that Christian service and church work, pastoring and whatnot was going to be your life's work. How did all that happen? I, I grew up on a farm, and uh, that's the background. And uh, you know, milking cows and the hauling hay and all the stuff you do. But uh, at seven. Uh, I was sitting in the church, and the preacher was talking about uh, a place we don't want to go to. And uh, so just like he was talking to me, said, um, here's how you avoid that. So I said, I want that. So I did it again, pardonable. I ran down the aisle, took the preacher's hand, and you're supposed to stay and talk. And so I just turned around and ran back again. And um, so they were not sure because I was so young that I could actually have made a decision. For Jesus, and I did. The other thing that happened, um, I was asked in school, what are you going to do when you grow up? I said, I'm going to be a pastor. And uh, that shocked the teachers because seven-year-olds don't know that. At 13, I started teaching youth Sunday school class, and I had people 18 down. I mean, and it worked. It had to be a God thing. And uh, went off to college at Western Kentucky University and— they uh, start helped in a new church work at that point, and the new church. Um, I was dealt with students and uh, youth. Became the youth pastor, if you will, and uh, I got involved also with uh, uh, ROTC because you had some choices back then with the draft and so forth, and so I. Uh, uh, Stayed in there, got commissioned, uh, went on active duty, got involved in, still involved in churches uh, everywhere we went. I figured Uncle Sam was paying me to go work in churches <laughs> as long as I did my job. And uh, went to, uh, after my first year at Fort Jackson, as a training officer, I went to Korea and uh, got involved in the chaplain, uh, or the, well, the, not chaplain, the um well, Sunday services. And uh, in fact, I got a little plaque for my activities there. And I helped reach out to some of the, my houseboy, as they were called. Um, and I got a relationship, and I was invited to his home at before I came back to the States. And we had a good relationship. Then uh, came back, uh, went to uh, Fort McClellan. And from Fort McClellan, I uh, spent some time there as a, an instructor. 
at uh, the chemical officer of chemical school and center. And uh, then I went to the advanced course, got sent to Fort Knox, and um, got involved in another church there. I've been everywhere I was involved in churches. Back in Addison, Alabama, I was um, ordained as a deacon. I still wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be a pastor, even though I said it at seven. I was going to be something else. I moved from there to uh, um, Fort Lee, Virginia. I worked with North American Air Defense Command, Army type doing that. And uh, got it left to active service there and came to Cookville, Tennessee. Well, actually, Silver Point. And, uh, Got involved pastoring a church at Silver Point Baptist Church and uh, got ordained because that's what you got to do to be able to do that. And there 12 years. Then uh, I'd been an interim a couple of times at the Baptist Collegiate Ministry of BSU. And so they said, why do you keep coming back? Just go on and stay here and do the job. So I did. And I stayed there uh, counting my reserve. Or my, uh, other time I put in 22 years, but 26 years, by the way, active in reserve in, in the army. And so, uh, that helped me because it let me work in cause of retirement from the army. Let me work in churches that did not pay quite as much like university heights. Sure. And, uh, so then I went from there working with students. Uh, now that was a wonderful ministry. Because uh, students don't have the, we've never done it that way before syndrome. You know, <laughs> if you've ever been in a church, to know about that. And so uh, it was just fun. Had a lot of people there going to full time Christian ministry, and still are going out doing stuff. Um, that's what one of the things that that goes on there. Then when I left there, I decided it was time to retire because you must be fairly uh, active. And I was getting more senior. And so they said, well, come on and be our director of missions because our director of missions went to Brazil. And I thought, okay. So I did that. And then I said, you know, it's time for me to slow down some more. So on the 31st of March, year before last, two years now, I uh, left being the director of missions. And they said, come to our church and be our pastor. So on 1 April, I started there. And so I'm in my third year now, and that's fun. It seemed to me that one of the things that that uh, I've been able to do is just let God use me and get out of the way and, and go forward. And it's been a lot of fun. I haven't had a bad, unfun time, really. There have been some things that stress me, but that's been about it. Joe, I tell you, that is an incredible story. It's an incredible story. It's seven years old. You hear a minister, a pastor, a preacher speaking. You go up, accept Christ as your Savior, tell your teacher, I'm going to be a pastor. And it sounds like your life got on a direction at that point in time of Christian and church service. And pretty much whether you were in the military or in the private sector, uh, you're, you're on that, you've been on that path your whole life. That's what I've, that's what I've done. Wow. Absolutely. And when we come back, I want to talk more about specifically some of those stops along the way. I also want to talk about, you know, you, you've been able to be a blessing to a lot of other pastors, help start a lot of other churches, a 
along the way. Yours is an incredible life story, and I look forward, I look forward to exploring it more in the minutes we have to come. My guest today on the chat is Joe Wiles, who's currently pastor of University Heights Baptist Church. We'll be back to talk more with Joe in just a moment. Welcome back to the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. My guest today, Joe Wiles, pastor of University Heights Baptist Church. And Joe, you kind of reviewed your stops along the way, the places uh, that the Lord has used you to be a blessing to a lot of people. Uh, I, I want I want to focus on, uh, you mentioned pastoring at Silver Point Baptist Church and mission director for the Stone Association and currently where you pastor now. But I remember when I first came to Cookville, I was kind of getting my legs, spiritual legs under me again. I had been, uh, you know, uh, came to Christ when I was 13. Uh, there was a few years if I'd been accused of being a Christian, there wouldn't have been enough evidence to convict me. But when I, would, uh, when I, when I came to Tech, I knew it was a new season in my life, so I had to find some Christians to be around me and, and to grow. I found the BSU, the Baptist Student Union, and went to the Vespers over there Monday through Thursday for months and months and months. And that particular ministry, I want you to know, was a really, really blessing and encouragement helped to me in my life. Talk about those years of working with college students. You, you referred to it earlier. You said uh, they, they had not done, well, we've always done it that way because they really hadn't done it anyway. They That's didn't right. have to unlearn about a lot of things. Talk about that work and how, how God used you there okay. at Tennessee Tech. Yeah, I was um, asked when I was pastoring at, at Silver Point Baptist Church, I was asked to be their interim also. And uh, I thought, well, this is uh, interesting. I mean, I'd been a college student, and so I knew something about how college students went. But it was, um, as I got to thinking about what, what to do there, uh, I saw that they had a lot of potential. And so I started working on a potential. We had prayer, uh, a kind of a prayer meeting of Vespers. Uh, they don't call it that anymore, but the same thing. They get together and have music. Yeah. And one of the things that they did there that I liked, they had praise choruses. Now, they had hymns, too, but they had praise choruses. So I learned a whole lot of praise choruses that put me in good stead later in other places because they liked to sing. And uh, they, they, got, they were alive. And I had not been in some churches that were that alive. And so we had Bible studies, and I spent a lot of time— uh, which, in fact, as an interim and as director, um, I'd sit in my office, prop my feet up on the edge of the desk, and somebody come by and say, uh, you got a minute? I said, is it serious? He said, well, close the door. And we would talk till we got through, and so I was able to mentor people. And they'd come, do you think I need to and how to change uh, directions in it? In fact, I'm convinced that your junior year is when you change your major, if you're not careful. And so I helped them do those things, and they came out of different home situations so I could uh, counsel with them on those things. And uh, it just got to be a good ministry. And some people come and say, do you think I really could be a – I said, let me tell you how I did that. Talk about my walk and how I got to be where I was. And uh, I had uh, – oh, by the way, I had, had – uh, one odd thing I thought happened when we had, uh, they didn't know what to call me. And uh, they said, uh, we can't call you um, Mr. Wiles because you have a doctorate. We can't call you, and Brother Joe doesn't sound quite right, but uh, Dr. Wiles doesn't sound friendly enough. So I said, how about we just call you Dr. Joe? That's fine. So I took on the name of Dr. Joe. 
I never pushed my, I got a doctorate, but when you're dealing with uh, universities and stuff, that doctor resonates with other doctors. So I, it was all right. And so, but they'd come in and say, doc, we got to talk to you. And we would have, have a conversation by my records, at least 415 people that came out of BSU during my time there are in full-time Christian ministry today. And I thought, and I didn't, I mean, somebody else did that for me. I didn't, you know, uh, I'm not one of these, like, you know, in the old days, you didn't mark your pistol if you shot somebody. Well, um, I didn't mark that, but the higher-ups have been noticing, and they told me, I said, I did that? No, God did it. But anyway, that sort of thing was there, and I uh, enjoyed it because uh, I could see uh, benefit from doing it. And we'd go on a mission trip, and I started out, we'd go on uh, choir tours. And churches kind of shifted wanting to have a choir come and sing and take their service. So so I, uh, we went on places like Katrina and other places with work crews. We put on roofs. We straightened this, fixed that, cleaned up the whole business. Mask, gloves, as before or certain things happened lately. And they still dressed up for the work and— uh, we made a lot of difference down in uh, that area, but we also went to places like uh, Houston back when and up into Indianapolis, just other places we would go and serve. And people got a, a vision of what you could do in a regular church. Going, You can actually go on a mission trip. Some of them said, uh, do they have a Walmart there? Yeah, they got Walmart. Like, it, it, this is the United States. we got all kinds of stuff. And we went across the Mississippi River. I thought they were going to turn the, the bus over. They were all wanting to go look at the Mississippi River, never seen it before. And I thought, well, you know, a lot of people haven't traveled that much. I mean, uh, how many of you have seen Great Lakes or, you know, something? And so I just thought it was, it was fun to see them, but they, they would work. I told them, you're going to don't go if you don't want to pay the money. And we didn't charge a massive amount, but. You're going to work hard from daylight to dark. And if you don't want to work, I'll send you home on a Greyhound bus. And if you do work, we'll feed you three meals a day, good, and all the Dr. Peppers you can drink. And sometimes I don't like Dr. Pepper. Well, we'll get you something else then. (laughs) And we would just have uh, 70, 60, 70 or more people go. And we'd sometimes combine with another BCM, BSU. We'd go with us like Rome State and others would go. And uh, it just made... And they said, well, we can't mix up all they did. They just mixed up perfectly. And we got a lot of work done. And a lot of these uh, students I talk to now look back through the years and uh, say, wow, um, look at all that stuff. We, I can't believe we did all that stuff because of that ministry. And uh, as far as I, I can see, if it, all my ministries have been good, but that is a highlight of what I've done uh, because of its impact. You know, I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm thinking, yeah, four, over 400 young people 
are involved in full-time ministry. I mean, it, yes, it was God, but he used you as an instrument to to, right. uh, to help make that happen. That's got to be incredible. And, you know, no telling those 400, you know, that seed went out and they, they influenced people and they influenced people and they influenced people. So you'll not know till you get to heaven, you know, right. uh, the total impact of that. But that had to be, like you say, uh, you know, of all the things you've done in ministry all the years, that had to be a, a wonderful, wonderful highlight. And when we come back, I want to talk more about your, your church planning and your work at University Heights as pastor there as we continue to talk to my guest today, Joe Wiles. Dr. Joe is with me today, (laughs) and we're happy to have you here back with more on the chat in just a moment. We're glad you're with us on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Joe Wiles, my guest today, very happy to have him with us, pastor of University Heights Baptist Church. Joe, I want to talk about you and it, it, as as missions director of the Stone Association, even when you were involved in Baptist Student Union at Tennessee Tech, you were involved in, in uh, not only what you were doing directly, but the establishment, the planning, the starting of uh, a number of new churches in the area. Talk about that work and, and, how, and how God used you there. I um, was asked to be uh, back in about 1985, I don't know, somewhere around there, 86, to be the mission development director in Stone Association. And I thought, what? I don't even know how to do this. I have no idea what you're doing. But uh, Silver Point Baptist Church was where I was pastoring at that point, so I decided, let's see if we need some churches anywhere around. So we did a survey of the communities, and one of the places that needed was out at, at where um, uh, out south of town, and so um, I thought, well, we could probably start a church there. My church was not a large church, but Colonel uh, uh, View Baptist Church was there, and so we started it out of nothing, just a horse pasture, and uh, so. Uh, convinced the doctor to sell us that, that property, and we put them, and the church grew. And pretty soon, uh, Silver Point was not involved in it. We didn't have to do anything except pray for them. And uh, I said, you know, this is not bad. So I looked around to see if there was any place else. And so uh, we started one down on, going down toward Gainesboro, and that worked out. We were also, the other thing I thought we had to do was strengthen some of our smaller churches so that they could do what they needed to do where they were. Um, there's no sense in putting another church right next door to you if they're, if you can just strengthen them, get them to do what they're supposed to do. So I started doing that and found other uh, avenues where we needed churches. And then it got to be a little less difficult because people say, I've, I've been led by the Lord to want to start a church. And I said, well, where are you thinking about starting it? We can help you. And so... I got to do that too, and then I—that's uh, while I was pastoring as, as BSU BCM person, and then director of missions. Uh, I got to help others get started. Several in that one where they would come to me and say, "I just feel led to start a church." And if you've never started a new work, let me tell you, it is not an easy thing to do. One of the things that I did at University Heights Baptist Church, where I'm now pastoring, was uh, I thought this, I've, I've been having somebody else do it, and I've been encouraging and helping them, but have your feet on the ground and doing it. Now, that is different, and uh, I didn't realize how different. But when someone starts a new work, 
uh, you don't have a lot of resources. And I'm talking about all resources, people, things, place, where are you going to meet? How are you going to meet? And renting a, a building for a while, and then when you grow, like the river, for example, is one of them I helped start. They started in the BSU building and uh, moved from there to the school and from school to where they are now. And uh, they didn't have a lot of place, but they had a place where you could start. Well, it grew. Well, it grows. Then you go to somewhere else that's bigger, and you keep growing till you've got what God wants you to have. And uh, that gets exciting when you say, you know, I remember when there were just about 18 people here, and now look at it, or, you know, whatever. And most of the churches are still around. Um, we've had a couple that, that uh, did not make it, but most of them are still actively preaching the Word, doing what they're supposed to do. And they do more than just preach on Sunday. Uh, one of the things I did at Silver Point, because I wanted to get people coming to Silver Point, it was a new work, and I didn't start it, but it was a new work. Uh, I helped, I got involved with the fire department, Putnam County Fire Department, started a, a district out there. And I started inviting men and women, too, to come and be on my fire department. I called it mine. It wasn't really mine, but you know. And I got about eight families started coming to church because they said, you can do something besides sit on, on Sunday morning and preach. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, so 22 years on that fire department, uh, I, my beat was Willow Avenue West and backed up Jackson County and other places because of what God led me to do. And uh, then because I was a preacher, I became a chaplain for the fire department, Putnam County Fire Department. And so... You know, just just things like that let you multiply your ministry, not because I was so hot about it, but God was. And when you do what God wants, it just makes everything flow. Yeah. And it sure flowed, still is. And when I went to University Heights, um, I went back there. I've been in there, and I helped start it, but I went back as pastor. And uh, I wasn't sure about that. I've been doing all this other stuff, and I'm not sure I want to go back and pastor but it's fun. I mean, it really, I enjoy being a pastor and getting to meet the people and deal with them on a more personal basis. If you need help, I can do it. And uh, we're helping people that got involved with the uh, tornado last year. All the things going on, you know, just ice storms, just like that. We can help and do, and I get to meet people. One of the things I like about all my ministry from age seven on, I guess, is I enjoy people. And if it doesn't, in fact, when I was looking at what I was going to do with my life, at one point I thought, well, I'll probably buy vocational because sometimes the churches don't pay you what you need to live on. But I would just be a microbiologist, run a lab or something. And I visited a lab and saw, you know, you set up here and the people are doing the work down here and you don't have any interface. And I said, whoa. I'm not doing that. I got to have people around me. And by the way, churches give you people around you. <laughs> yeah, they do. Joe, yours has been uh, an incredible life of touching people, continues to be. Uh, and it's just amazing the way God has used you. Uh, but I'm learning in my life, and, you know, there's nothing like being used by God, and there's nothing like being in his will. Well, that's for sure. Absolutely. I uh I wouldn't want to be any other place. Yeah. 
Um, in fact, I'd be scared to be in the other place and because God has graciously used me. And when I talk about these things I've been able to do, God's enabled me, and he's empowered me, and he gives me the results. And I've never found God giving bad results. <laughs> that is so, so true, so, so true. It has been an absolute pleasure and delight to have you on the show today. And uh, thank you for sharing your life story with us. Uh, thank you for sharing about your activities as uh, director of missions, BSU, pastor, planning churches, military. Uh, it's an exciting story. You are a role model for lots of people. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you being here. Glad to be here. Joe Wiles has been my guest today on the chat. Join us next week, same time, right here.